Press is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I have to tell you, I was outside early in the morning doing my morning ritual, which is a cup of hot tea and a quick soak in the hot tub to kind of warm up the old joints before I get going. And lo and behold, here we are, January, kind of mid-January-ish, and birds were out chirping. Six finches were up in the tree right above us. Now, we're in the winter here in Colorado, so I'm thinking, do we have spring coming early, or do we have some confused birds? Well, taking the word confused, this is what the show is all about today, to unconfuse you. And with we with me, we have one of my friends and someone who I've had the pleasure of working with, Robin Colucci, several times. She's a, a really a superb book coach. She's a master at book writing and really content monetizing for you and your book. She helps other coaches, speakers, and consultants write books to grow their businesses. Some of her clients have included Random House and Doubleday and Jay Wiley and Sons, Hay House, etc. And she's worked as a newspaper reporter, acquisitions editor, and is a writer herself. She has a new book out. She'll talk a little bit about it. The title is How to Write a Book That Sells You, Increase Your Credibility, Income, and Impact. So here's what we're going to talk about. You've got a book. How about really becoming the expert and deep diving into it and growing your business? And Robin's going to be telling us about a special summit she's got coming up here just in a few days that you want to be a participant in. I've had the pleasure of actually being a participant in it where I will be talking about, uh-oh, the seven deadly sins of book publishing. But with that, Robin, hi. Welcome to Author You, your guide to book publishing. Hi, Judith. Thanks for having me. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. You and I do so many things that are similar, um, and yet we go different d- down different tracks sometimes as we do. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of get into. I I'd love to actually. Um, we have a lot of listeners who have already got books out. We have some of our listeners who are just uh, noodling their book, uh, and some are coming back for the second round. So let's kind of look at some of the aspects of just setting up the whole stage, whether you're a newbie or someone who's gone through the storm. Yeah, well, there's um, that. Well, that's a big question. So I'm going to try to break this down into some chunks. So I would say that, um, you know, wherever you are in the process, it's really important that, you know, most of the people that I work with, are writing a book as part of growing an overall bigger picture, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. growing their coaching or consulting business, or they are maybe heading up a 
a research organization or some other nonprofit organization and they want to, you know, increase the visibility or of of their work or uh you know, put forth some new ideas into uh the market. Um and so, you know, a lot of times they're consultants who work with corporate in a very specialized way. But, you know, I this is this is what I found is that when you are trying to get the word out about your book or even develop the content for your book, you know, it's a big undertaking, right? It takes a great deal of time and effort. And you know that, mm-hmm. you know, better than any anybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's when, Robin, it's when a book becomes known within the office as the dreaded book. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. And, you know, what I find is that for most people, um, the easiest way to give your book the best opportunity of succeeding is if it's also aligned with your bigger vision of your life and what you're up to in life. And, and also, even better, if it's aligned with your work. Because that way, the time that you spend creating the content for your book, marketing your book, talking about your book, everything that you do for your book can also support growing your business. And vice versa, everything you do to grow your business can help get the word out about your book. So I like to call that a leveraged effort, right, where the the things that you're doing to achieve one aim are also at the same time helping you achieve multiple goals. And, you know, I find that that really gives people the opportunity to have a sustainable long-term engagement with promoting the book because, you know, as you know, it, it, it can take three to five years, really, for the book to get its full momentum. Um, you know, it's it's very very rare that the best, you know, if, if you're really marketing it and you're and you're doing the things you should you should be doing, your book sales should be increasing over time, and you know, at least for three to five years. And so, if you you know, not many people can afford to do that just for book sales alone. Exactly. And that, that, you know, when I actually think about my very first book, um, which, which bubbled up in 1981 when it was published and it was called The Woman's Guide to Financial Savvy, I was a stockbroker at the time and I was teaching classes and it was actually only going to be one book and I always say <laughs> books breed books um, but it was unique it was different it did extraordinarily well it did three printings in three weeks I mean you know from the publishing industry that's a hot patootie that um, and that one of the things that um, it was really to uh, number one it was to get it out of my head I mean it was like I, I got to make more room for more stuff to come in so I just have to get this this thing out that I've been teaching in all day programs and the purpose was to to get it out one number two to have a supplement to go with the workshops that would be a product of course we didn't say monetize back then in 1981 <laughs> it would be a product and number three it would be add to the credibility factor and that really is what you're talking about here is that how imperative it is but here is my big 
button pusher that I see today. We have Robin, and and of course, I think you come up against it too with the work you do. You have so many people who come up against saying, do your book in 30 days. You can write your book in the weekend. It's done, done, done. My God, go to print. It's out there. And I'm going, gag me. Where am I going to vomit next? Because you can do it, you know, you can do rough outlines. You can do what we call the first draft um, Mm -hmm. in a kind of a binge. And I'm a binge writer, so I get that kind of thing. But to polish it and get it up so it's got the right tweakings and the look and the feel and a product that says, I care about you, the reader, to present the best of my best. That doesn't happen in 30 days. No, no, and certainly not in a weekend. And, you know, one of the things that usually goes along with that pitch is uh, to say it doesn't matter what's inside the book as long as you just have a book. And I think that is a tremendous disservice to to tell people that. And, um, and you know, really, and, and, and especially when you look at, you know, what is the purpose of having the book? Credibility is is the number one, and you know, I've interviewed, um, <clears throat> I've interviewed hundreds of authors and asked them what the number one benefit that they received as after after uh, publishing their book, and across the board, it was credibility. But the thing is, if the interior of the book is rehashed material or other people's stuff or old stale ideas or your disorganized thoughts or even, you know, just slapping together 50 blog posts, putting a cover on it and calling it a book, any of those things are really not going to do a whole lot for your credibility. And I think you brought up a great point, which is, you know, what message are you sending your reader? Because if, if and you know, with, with the people I work with, coaches and consultants, if you're trying to show your reader, who's probably ideally your your best potential client, right? What do you want? What message do you want to send them? Do you want to send them the message that you think it's okay to just slap together your top of mind thoughts in a weekend and call it a book, or do you want to send them the message that you're a thoughtful thought leader? that you have taken the time to excavate your best, most leading-edge ideas and put them in a format that is both entertaining and engaging to read. And it makes a huge difference in how you're perceived as to how you approach it. You know, yeah, and ex- yeah, exactly. One more thought, because there's a huge opportunity that's missed when people try to just crank it out in a weekend or, or even in 30 days. And that is you know, just the creative process itself. Even if you're writing nonfiction, writing is a creative process. And what I find is, and even if, like you said, even if you just spew out the first draft, which really there is, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, as long as you know that you're going back to it. But the thing about that is, in my experience, some of the best additions, changes, uh, you know, things that I reworked in the book came as a result of that marinating process, right? You get some ideas out and then you let it simmer in the pot for a little while. You let the, the spices blend, right? You, you, know, you, you allow it, a lot of the best writing activity actually happens 
in your subconscious, you know, in between mm-hmm. your sessions. Absolutely. You go on, whether it's you're meditating, you're going to walk. We have about a, uh, 30 seconds here before our first break. Oh, yeah. But as you, as you move into that, you let it noodle. Or sometimes I, I think what's imperative is to take a break in the middle. And it could be just a movie break. But all of a sudden, I'll see something, think, oh, my God, that's perfect. I, that line triggered a whole thought that's that marinating and that blending that happens or you come back and look at it and i can certainly say i can tell you when my first book came out the woman's guide um, to financial savvy and i was flying back to be on good morning america and i'm rereading the book you know for the god know how many time and i'm thinking oh my god why did i say it that way i should have changed it all right so so with that well, we're going to come a, back that's the opposite problem we can talk about that one too <laughs> we'll come on back here with me is robin Colucci. we're talking about creating a book that's going to rock and roll um for you how it is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create develop and publish your book without being hoodwinked if you already have a book out You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at author follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful stuff do you want to sell books lots of them if yes you must take credit cards the most widely used form of payment today the free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners no contract all equipment is free extremely low rates and no termination fees ever contact alan dean at alan at the free terminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828 the free terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both author you and judith for over a year don't wait another day contact alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract author you deal every picture tells a story And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for 
excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evy Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the rockstar radio network if you want to write and publish a book if you want to be successful as an author your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask is for you stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith riles Well, top of the day, top of the publishing day, I guess I should say to all of us, we're with Robin Colucci, who is known as the Get Published Coach. She's also the author of How to Write a Book That Sells You, Increase Your Credibility, Income, and Impact. And that we're really talking about, We, as we went into this first segue, we were talking about the issue of, you know, should you write a book in a weekend and print it? Um, and that um, our attitude is we have a joint. You could we would be the Bobsy twins here. But, uh, that's called a draft. It, it's not something that you. Um, re- I have I have seen no exceptions uh, to this. That you yeah. you rush and you get it uh, printed or put it in a, P- a POD print on demand format and you know, slap a cover on it and you hand it out because here's what they tell you the pitch is it's your business card yeah. well all right so let's talk about that robin what's a business card i think books are fabulous business cards but do you do a business card where you write up your name and address and you oh here's some clip art i'll slap this on here and then you print it off on a piece of paper that's very thin and cheesy so to speak and then you go back to your handy dandy paper cutter and you cut them all up and then you pass them out so you've yeah. got this and, and that's what they that's what a lot of these books look like to me and never in my life would I say I, I'm throwing books away, but I am. But you told me during the break, you know, don't throw them away. Use them for packing. Okay. Yeah, or recycle them. You know, they, they can, they're usually, they have uh, some good cardstock paper in there. It can be used to, uh, you know, to create some good recycled paper. Um, <laughs> send them to the uh, recycling bin in your local city. So what but, we should ask, so so we should, well, the question should go to the author, is your book a candidate for recycling or is it a book for fueling the reader's rest of their life? Great, yeah, great, great wording. Um, and here's, here's something to think about, though. This is why I kind of, I scoff when people say, 
that a book is a big business card because, um, you know, think about it this way. How many business cards have you taken to bed? <laughs> no, they're, not uh, there. No, they're you don't take business many. cards to bed. Okay, <laughs> you take books to bed. And, 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 you know, this is actually something very intrinsic to the relationship between the author and the reader. And I think if people don't understand this, they're missing a tremendous opportunity, which is to develop intimacy with your reader and your potential client. And you want, you know, we all know that in order for your client, if you're, if you're looking to build a business and get clients, the no like trust factor, right? They got to know you, they got to like you, and they got to trust you. And that's really what's going to drive their buying decision. So where do people read books? They read them in bed. They read them in the bathtub and in the bathroom. <laughs> These are all the most intimate parts of your home. And if you approach writing the book thoughtfully and in an engaging way and in a, you know, creating the tone, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it has to be like a lovey-dovey tone, but, you know, giving them an opportunity to know you, but even more importantly, making sure that your reader knows that you see them. And when you can accomplish that in the writing of the book, your book will give you a lot more mileage. And so that's why I don't, I don't think of it as a business card. I think it, it can be so, so much more than that. Well, I think it's, yeah, that's a perfect tagline. And, and that um, when you have to think about, you know, what are you going to take into the, to the, to the pot or, or take <laughs> into the bath and just kind of enjoy and dive in. And, of course, one of the perfect things that, love, you know, if you talk to women, that they love uh, the, the whole bathroom with the... Uh, uh, you know, in the in the bathtub, is as they're looking for a deep dive read. Usually, that's when you do the the, the chick lit women's fiction, huge selling market to go into that arena. Yeah, and I mean, I read I read business books in bed. You know, I read oh, I, <laughs> I read I mean, so I you know I read books that I'm reading to to further my growth as a professional uh, before bed. And in the morning and on the weekends. And, but, you know, just, just think about it. You have this opportunity to be with your ideal client in their most personal space. So make it worth their while. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to have editing done. That's why you want to have right. good interior design. You want to have make sure your cover feels quality, looks quality. If we're talking print books, yeah. um, and 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 I think one of the problems with the electronic age that is allowed to creep in, and my fear is that it's becoming more the norm than not, is that extraordinarily poor grammar. Um, uh, errors every which way. That uh, most of the ebooks have d don't care a twiddly did about l anything called layout. It's just the content, and it and it's becoming an issue for me. That's one of my pet peeves. Yeah, I think that the the book should look and feel and resonate. You know, the the reader should not. You know, look, let's face it, most readers don't really understand that much about the publishing industry, but they intuitively know if a book, quote, looks right or not, or if it feels right 
or not. And when you take just a generic clip art image of a sunset and then slap a title on top of it and put your name on it, I mean, you don't have to be an expert in publishing to know that that's a homemade cover. And, you know, the problem with that is it immediately undermines your credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, another mistake that I see authors make that's very easy to correct is, you know, if you're going when you when you write the title for your book, at least Google the title and make sure no one else has written the book with the exact same title, um, especially not in the past you know ten years, and especially not if they're if they had it and if it was put out by a major publisher and their book looks professional and yours doesn't, <laughs> because all you're going to end up doing is telegraphing um, that you know, this book did not have the same amount of thought. Um, So, you know, it's, it does, it, you know, one of the things I coach my clients to do is let's look at the market and see what other books are out there um, that are covering this, a similar topic. And let's see what those other authors are saying. And let's make sure that you're identifying what you have to say that's completely new. And, if you think you don't have anything new, you're wrong. You just haven't looked. I really believe that. If you feel that, that you're called to write a book, then you must have something new to contribute to the conversation. But most of the time, it's not the first thing people see, which again goes into why we're not advocating writing a book in a weekend or 30 days, because what I find is that the people I work with, their best material starts to emerge when we start digging. You know, I call it excavating your uh, leading edge ideas. You know, it really is about digging in there and uh, going past that first layer of what you already know that you know, and getting into what are. This is what I find: people's best ideas and their most leading edge stuff is often so close to them and so much a part of them. They don't even know it's a thing yet. Mm-hmm. They just think everyone knows it. And they've probably never put it into words. And maybe they get it across when they show up in the room or they're on the phone with a client, but they've never actually put it into words. And that's, to me, one of the most exciting things about my work is helping people put to words their best, you know, their best essence, really. Mm-hmm. So that well, other, so the reader can can have a, an opportunity to receive that. Yeah, I I, I had a uh, I had a wonderful note from uh, one of my clients in Canada yesterday. She's saying, you know, I just can't write right like you. And I said, it, that doesn't matter. What you do is you create all the content that I come in and fix it. And she says, but you can make a tea bag sound exciting. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, you have to give me the tea bag to start with. So, yes. you know, there's there's a variety of things that go on in that area. All right, so when we come down yeah. to this next break and setting up, let's talk okay. about income, Robin. Let's, let's yes. talk about yes. how what, let's how do you go into that in growing that business. We've got that stamp on approval. We've got that credibility. We did do the quality thing. By God, you can take mine into the bathroom and take it to bed and deep dive <laughs> into the bathtub. What is next and how can I monetize this? With me is awesome. Robin Colucci, We're ta- and, and I want her to talk about this fabulous summit she has coming up here yeah. before we leave. And you're listening to Alter You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bass. 
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, guess what's happening in May? Author U brings forth its annual Author You Extravaganza. We have three packed days starting at noon on Thursday, May 1st, ends on Saturday on the 5th. In between, you have session after session after session. Thursday afternoon, it will be all about the Eagles and the and the Eaglets, the advanced and the newbies in publishing and the how-tos from, you know, from getting the ISBN to the elementary parts of book designing for interior and exterior to much more creative monetizing strategies. Our opening speaker... On Friday 
The second is Mark Coker. Mark is the CEO of Smashwords, and you want to make sure that your ebook moves into the Smashword category once you're done doing anything with KDP on Amazon, which makes you do an exclusive. There's lots going on. AuthorU.org will start rolling out all the agendas and who the players and the speakers are. You have the ability to sign up and save roughly $100 if you get pre-registered now on the website, AuthorU.org. We look forward to having you in fabulous Colorado. It will be at the Hyatt Regency Denver Tech Center this year. Normal rack rate for the rooms are 169 for the author you attendees it's 119 and if you're driving in flying in you you have the ability to park for free instead of paying for it our day people who live in Colorado get the same and every guest gets free Wi-Fi in the hotel room one of our presenters will of course be Robin Colucci and we are talking about books how to create one that expands your credibility, your expertise, and leads you into not only have a massive impact, but what about income, Robin? What does this content do to our income streams? Well, the first thing I want to point out is that you don't have to wait for your book to come out, for your book, for you to be able to start employing your content to increase your income. And, you know, I'm a great example of this. I made over $100,000 on the content of my book before I even sent my first draft to my publisher. So, um, you know, it, and it, it just, it depends. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it, and it, it depends on what kinds of uh, services you're offering or whether you're offering products or not. Um, and, and, but the thing to remember is that you can employ that content in a multitude of ways. Again, it's about leverage. Leverage is one of my favorite concepts in business because I really love to be efficient. I like to do one thing and get six things done. That's <laughs> and you have to be to survive right? <laughs> because there's always so many things to do. So, you know, just to um, give an example, uh, you know, when I was um, writing my book, well, before I started writing my book, I did a blog post on the seven biggest mistakes as far as, uh, you know, uh, word choice and um, so seven, big, ten, seven biggest writing, ten biggest writing mistakes. I did a blog post on the ten biggest writing mistakes and how to correct them. And, you know, so the post was there and you know, it was well received, whatever. And then when I went to, when I was sitting down to write my book and I got to the editing section of my book, I was like, you know, um, I could use that in my book. And so I, I took it and retooled it because I, you know, the, the tone of a blog is different than the tone of a book. You, you have more time with your reader in the book. Um, so, you know, you can do more to set up the material. And... Uh, so I retooled that and then put it in my book. And I also created a uh, training course for editors and delivered that and used that material for some of that. Um, and I went through and I, and I read the section and I pulled out about 10 tweets 
that I could add to my Twitter feed or, and my Facebook feed. And, you know, so you can, you can utilize, you can take, that was just one blog post that I employed in multiple different ways. Um, you know, the, the, the five steps of writing a book, uh, in, my, you know, in my book, How to Write a Book That Sells You, I talk about five steps to writing a book, and the first four are all everything you do before you write. And I created a class called the Jumpstart Your Book uh, group coaching program, and I basically used the chapters as handouts for the class and, you know, sold 20 seats in the class at $1,500 a piece. So, you know, and this is, I've already made way more money off the content of my book than most authors make in the book in the lifetime of having the book, and, you know, my book is just out. So, uh, and then I took that and, uh, you know, I, I use other chapters that I send to clients in my private programs um, about writing and getting over writer's block and, you know, so, and, and those are even higher end. And so, you know, I'm able to take my content and purpose it in multiple ways. And, and here's a distinction that I want to make for your listeners that I think might be really helpful. When you think about how you can employ your content for your book, and especially if you're writing how-to or self-help, this is especially relevant, how you can employ the content of your book into income. And that is, think about what do you teach your clients that's training, and what do you do that's coaching? And what I mean by that is anything that's training is stuff that you would tell any client because it's fundamental material that all of your clients would need to know, regardless of the specific project they're working on or regardless of their specific tendencies or needs. And coaching is everything else, everything that is specific to that client. So if you can take your training, the, the aspects of training that are in your programs, and put that into writing and include that in your how-to or self-help book, then you do two things. One is you make your work more interesting for yourself because now you are no longer spending a lot of time saying the same thing over and over again. And that's a good hint, by the way, about what, what part of your material is training, is if you hear yourself saying it over and over, it's training. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so, what, so your work becomes more interesting because you're not repeating yourself. Then the other is that you, the time that you actually spend with your client, you're providing more value because you're not giving them the stuff that you would tell everyone. You're, you're focusing that time on, on the stuff that is relevant to them. So because of that, it actually puts you in a position where you can charge more money for shorter sessions. Because you're providing more value in a concentrated time, and you're giving them the training in writing. Uh When you do group coaching, let me ask you this, your shorter time, because most people think of a full hour. Are you thinking 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're structuring this? You know, it depends on what you're offering. Like, I I used to do 90-minute sessions with my clients, and now I do 60-minute sessions, you know, as mm-hmm. a whole. But mm-hmm. if you're just doing straight coaching, you know, because I'm, I'm actually on the phone with them, like, talking through the, the writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing straight coaching, you know, a lot of times you can get more done in 30 minutes than an hour because 
you get on the phone and it's very, very focused. And it's a little bit of a, of a paradigm shift because you've got to realize the value of coaching is the transformational value. It's not a dollars per hour situation. It's how much value can you deliver. And actually, the faster you can deliver it to someone, the more it's worth. Because I'm sure as much as your clients love you, they've got other stuff to do than be on the phone with you, right? <laughs> so if you can give them material that they can read ahead of time in their downtime and then come to the call prepared to have a higher-level conversation with you, mm-hmm. then they're getting more value for the time they spend with you, which means it's worth more to them, which means you can charge more. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get a better result so you can charge more. Uh, yeah, you, that's the old thing. The old thing where, Robin, where you talk about, do you have 30 years of experience one time over again and again, or do you give me in one year 30 years? And then we can, you know, the, and it's, it's it's always a challenge. And I have learned with my own clients that, that I work with on writing is that we actually do it on Skype, and they will send it ahead of me. We share the screen, and as I'm starting to work on it, they will see what I'm starting to do, and it is actually training them to be tighter and tighter each yeah. time we go around that we, I mean, I think I had a record. We did it in high, an entire chapter, all the rewrites within one hour. Yeah, exactly. So you can, you know, and you, you know, that you, because you were able to do that because you were able to get right into that part of the conversation. You didn't have to explain the concept of editing to them. Yes. You know, so, right. So if, if that were, you know, that would be a good example of if you, if you had a, you know, you could you could send read my chapter on how we look at editing. You know, and then you come into the conversation, and they're prepared to to do the work. And um, you know, there's there's other ways too. Like if you if you've written, you know, sometimes I work with consultants who are more uh, lifestyle coaches, right? Like you know, life coaches, mm-hmm. like life fulfillment coaches. And sometimes a good book for that person might be to write a, a memoir of, you know, their own journey of growth or sometimes even a fable, you know, like a, a, a short novel, novel fable that becomes a teaching tool. And even that can be monetized. You know, you can mm-hmm. take portions of that and you can present that. You can do keynote speeches. You know, you can, uh, you can go to conferences and speak and, you know, all right. nego- negotiate that. so you can upsell and all kinds of Okay. <laughs> We're going to come back that open up with a laundry list of what goes together and what you can do. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network do you sell stuff do you want to sell books lots of them if yes you must take credit cards the most widely used form of payment today 
The free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The free terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both author you and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract author you deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 303- 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, sometimes these hours go really fast, and we, we're, we're really talking about key components of author and book success. And it's not just all about the book, although the book 
is the focal point here, but it's all these other um, items that you can create. And so your book is like the head of the octopus, and you have all these other tentacles that are coming out in play. And what Robin is really talking about, Robin Colucci, who is the author of How to Write a Book That Sells You, Increase Your Credibility, Income, and Impact. And what what we're talking about is really creating a game plan and really uh, a business that is really full-blown that has multiple profit centers is what we will call those um, profit center capabilities where she shared you know she made over a hundred thousand before her book ever was completed really it was in process um, doing that so Robin if you could kind of in a bullet point recap and then I want to make sure that we we get a little bit into the summit that you've got coming up because I think our listeners should be participating in that yeah, and I want to I want to just say a little bit about credibility because that's that's the the linchpin that kind of ties everything together. So you have a quality book, you're able to repurpose your content in a in a number of ways including setting yourself up so that you can deliver more value to your clients in less time, which even increases the value even more because time is our most valuable resource. So that's that's a big thing, and and then you know you've you've got the um, the impact right. You're bringing you're bringing new information to the conversation. Well, when you and and let's recap that the presentation of the book looks professional because that is that is absolutely a key too. And then that mixture leads to this intangible thing called credibility. And a beautiful thing happens when you make that transition from a person with an idea for a book to a published author or even a soon-to-be-published author. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I noticed a shift happen that happened just before my book came out that I started getting, just, just because people in my community who I've known for years who knew that I was around, but when they knew my book was imminent, then I started getting more invitations to come speak, you know, come be on my board of advisors for my high-level mastermind program, come speak at my event, um, you know, come guest blog. For, you know, I've had top, top in leaders in my industry invite me to guest blog, you know, Michael Drew on promotabook.com and beneath the cover and uh, Cheryl Woolrich on uh, her magazine, Extrapreneur Magazine. And, you know, and here's the thing. Not only was I invited to guest blog, I've been invited to, to write articles for them whenever I want and submit, and they're more than happy to publish. And why is that? Because they've read my content, and it's good. So this is, again, it goes back to the initial point. This is why you don't just uh, spew it out and slap a cover on it without going through the editing process. They, you know, you want the people, the people will invite you if they know that you're going to deliver content that's high quality. And this is a great segue too into our online event, into the Telesummit, which is called From Entrepreneur to Expert. So it's entrepreneurtoexpert.com. And, you know, even my ability to enroll 20 of the industry's top leaders in publishing, marketing, and publicity, and and have them excited and on board, you know, including 
the great Judith Bryles, literally. I mean, you know, I have Michael Drew, Judith Bryles, Clint Arthur, Jill Lublin, Orville Ray Wilson. I mean, these are some of the top, you know, Brian uh, Horn of, of, you know, the authority expert, um, and a multitude of other true thought leaders and, you know, people who are all on the leading edge of what, what does it take to make that transition from regular old entrepreneur to a truly recognized expert in your niche? And that, when you think about, you know, there's, there's I think, an average of maybe one and a half million books published a year now because of the self-publishing boom. I think in 2010 it was three million. It was like some crazy spike in 2010. Um, you know, how, what is going to set you apart? These are the, the things we've been talking about today and the things that we're going to talk about on the summit are the things that are going to set you apart. And the summit begins on January 27th. It ends February 21st. We're going to have an uh, interview a day, Monday through Friday, and it's free. So uh, the interviews will air at 5 Pacific, 6 Mountain, and 8 Eastern. And then they will replay for 24 hours that you can go and listen absolutely free and then we're on to the next day and the next expert. And uh, you can see the full lineup and bios and go ahead and register. If you register early before the event starts, you also get an, an amazing bonus package with a lot of great material from some of our speakers that you can download and start benefiting from right away as we move into these uh, last days before the event begins. And, um, you know, I mean, this, what we've talked about today is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to really dive deep into a lot of the areas that people need to understand and know how to capitalize on. Uh, we're going to have an expert, Tom Corson-Knowles, who's going to talk about how to sell more books on Amazon. Cynthia Ocelli, the founder of the Beautiful Life School, is going to talk about how to step into that expert status. You know, what is it that, what shift do you need to make internally to really own that status? Uh, so we're going to be, uh, Lisa Mannion is going to talk to us about how to write web copy and uh, marketing copy that doesn't sound sleazy or cheesy. So <laughs> we're going to have a lot of great stuff. And uh, as Judith mentioned before, she's going to talk about the seven deadly sins authors make and how to avoid them and just so much more. So I encourage you to go to entrepreneurtoexpert.com and join us for this amazing event. So I'm I'm going to recommend that Robin and I um, she's actually doing I I had because I was going to be out of the country um, on my slot day so we did our pre-recording and we had a great time I thought doing the the program we did for the seven deadly sins yeah we did and it's it's gonna it's a great interview and there's you know even more great nuggets on there and uh, you know like I said I I really put put in the thought and you know. Just I wanted to come up, I wanted to, I sat down and I really thought about, okay, what do people need to know? And, uh, you know, what are they not hearing enough? And um, so it's, you know, you're going to hear a lot of fresh stuff that you've never heard, uh, and uh, it's going to be the leading edge of, of what you need to know today. And this is a rapidly changing 
situation because we have a publishing industry that's in flux. We have social media, which has totally just, you know, blown it up as far as like, you know, every, every day it's different. Uh, so I really reached out to the people who are on the leading edge of what's going on and, and, and they're going to bring you up to speed. And, and that just makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Huge. <laughs> it does because like, the curve is moving all the time. So the closer right. you can get to being ahead of it, the better. <laughs> all right. So we, we've got about uh, a one minute left. So why don't you give us a couple of tips? If you were rounding up um, and, and tying in with really our topic of have the book, be the expert, grow your business. Yeah, I would say make sure, sh- you know, it's a recap tip, but it's an important one, is how can you leverage your efforts? So think about before you do anything, ask yourself, what do I really want? What do I really want? What am I, what am I creating here? And then ask yourself, how do I want to be known? Because whatever you write your book on is how you're going to be known. So, you know, if you, for example, if you went through a tough experience and you want to write about it, understand that that's how you're going to be known and you're going to be talking about it. So think of that before you write it, right? You know, how do I want to be known? And then, and this is the really important question, what do you want your reader to do with you after they read the book? And if you answer those questions if you really think about those questions and answer them thoroughly and thoughtfully, then you can embark on this process uh, with the arrow pointed in the right direction. All right. So let's repeat those, Robin. Why don't you go through them? So we we ended with, you know, what do you want the reader to do after they're done with your book? And your yeah, number with one. You. No, with you. Oh. Yeah. You. What do you want your reader to do with you after they do after they read the book because that's where your income that's where you know, yeah. that's where the huge income that's opportunity is that's the monetizing is. side all right that's right okay. what do you want them to do with you you want to have something in mind so and what do you have- really want all right, so the first with one. that, we're going to have to leave everyone hanging. You're going to have to read this. Thanks come, so much. Come to the summit. <laughs> come to the summit. I'm Judith Riles. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bry.